Sarah Spreming, and this is Cop Dog Radio, a place where I will share my stories, cases, and considerations when it comes to all things dog sports and dog training. I hope you enjoy it. Dog people of the internet, I am so excited to tell you that the first ever Worked Up camp is in the works. We're going to have it in Washington State, somewhere within an hour of SeaTac Airport, and it's going to be in late September. So try to book out some of that time and join the Worked Up camp event, which has been shared on the CogDog Radio Facebook page, as well as the Cognitive Canine Facebook page for future updates. I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. This case that I'm going to talk to you about is one of my favorites um, that I've ever worked on. And truthfully, if they're if they wind up being a case study, they're probably um, really really adored by me. But this case is so interesting and just has so much nitty gritty dog training in it um, that I think you're going to find it really interesting. And it also relates really heavily to all of these great worked up dogs, and I'm putting that in quotations, um, worked up dogs that I've seen throughout the world this year. I've been really fortunate to teach worked up all over the place, everywhere from, you know, California to Connecticut, and then um, over in the UK as well. And I get to go to Australia in February and New Zealand as well. And I'm so fortunate. And this dog really embodies a lot of that program. Her name is Synergy. And she's a whippet. And you might be surprised that she's a whippet. <laughs> she's not a border collie. She's not a lot of the dogs that we think of when we think of worked up. But she's a very special whippet. Um, her genetics are strong racing and coursing lines. She is not a confirmation bred girl. And I adore this dog. Um, I, like I said, love all of my clients. There aren't very many of them whose dogs... I wish were mine. <laughs> this dog is one of them. And she, I don't truly wish she was mine because then she wouldn't be belong to her human who really loves her and deserves her. But I think you get what I'm saying, that she is an amazing, incredible dog. And I feel very um, privileged that I got to work with this team because not only is Synergy an amazing dog, but Carrie, her human, is an amazing human. Very intelligent, very hardworking, and um, a great dog trainer. She showed up a good dog trainer. Um, And what we did, Carrie and I, was just make her a great dog trainer because that's what Synergy needed her to be. So what are the problems that Synergy was facing? Um, They are agility problems. She didn't have a whole lot of behavior problems, didn't have a lot of life problems. She's actually a really nice dog, really lovely dog to live with. And here's her agility stuff. Um, She had a really unreliable, twitchy start line stay. Um, Got to the point where she wouldn't hold her stay for Carrie to lead out, you know, more than a couple of steps. Um... Her contacts, really the first several trials that she went to, she just got in the habit of leaping right off and running on, and so that became ingrained. Her weave pulls were really hard for her. She had a hard time collecting for that entry, and I know that's a big struggle for a lot of you guys. Um, And she had a hard time staying in the pulls, too. 
And that kind of brings up our next issue because when she would pop out of the poles, she would bite Carrie. So she'd bite her handler. Biting on course, I would say was their biggest problem. The other stuff was, you know, we can fix this with training. We can fix this with better training plans. But she would bite Carrie anytime there was an error uh, during the run. She'd bite Carrie at the end of the run. She'd sometimes bite Carrie when Carrie asked her for a stopped contact. Um, she'd bite anytime, anytime that I would call a release or a transition point, she would bite. So essentially her drive to chase the rapidly retreating object, which is Carrie, is really strong. Um, and that's evident in her incredible racing and coursing abilities. Um, but it would pop out Anytime there was a glimmer of confusion um, or a glimmer of frustration, we'll kind of unpack those terms and talk about what that really means as we go forward. So if this is sounding like um, something that might be pertaining to you, might be interesting to you, I hope that you will stay tuned and follow all three episodes because I think it's going to be a really interesting one. So the nice things about Synergy, gorgeous jumping, Carrie put in a lot of work um, on her foundation jumping skills, and she's got beautiful jumping. She's a whippet, but she jumps 20 inches, and I believe 22 inches in USDAA. So um, she is, I think, about 19 inches tall, and so about the same size as my female border collie. Uh, maybe a little bit shorter, but she has really, really nice jumping, really beautiful running, amazing, incredible ability to turn tight. Her engagement with food and toys, lovely. I worked with Carrie and Synergy from Sin's puppyhood, and we worked hard on toy skills. We worked hard to cultivate food as a reinforcer as well. And um, so she's lovely engagement, a wonderful fun dog to train, really. When you think of a fun sport dog to train, Synergy is really it. Um, she's also just cute and hysterically funny. We would be having a lesson, Carrie and I, and she'd be in a soft-sided crate, Sin would, and we'd look over at her and you could only see her teeth against the black mesh of the crate front because she was just pushing her muzzle up on the on the mesh and all you could see coming through the mesh because it's kind of hard to see through was her white teeth and you so you just see this little toothy smile sitting right there and we would just laugh hysterically and if she was in a wire crate she would do the same thing but she would just push her nose up on one of the wires and you could just see all of her teeth and I mean, talk about just kind of an accidental behavior that then got attention. So then kept continuing. And of course, we kept paying attention to it because there's it was there was nothing cuter. I mean, we just loved it. So she's such a cool dog. And this whole time as an adult, Sin was a top racing and coursing whippet. And I'm not intelligent enough about those sports to list off her accomplishments. But I will tell you that she's she's won... Um, just multiple things in lure coursing and in whippet racing. Um, I believe she's had a best in field, potentially more than one. And she's just an incredible dog. Really incredible athleticism, and she's amazing. And then her background on Carrie, her human, like I said, really intelligent, really great trainer. But her dog background was she, Carrie and I started working with Gemini, uh, an Italian greyhound who was really just the polar opposite of Sin. 
also a lovely, cute dog, but really environmentally sensitive, um, exactly what you'd think of when you'd think of a dog that um, was just kind of soft and prone to prone to shutting down any, any weird change in the environment. And Gemini would just say, I don't think I'm doing this anymore. And so we worked really hard on getting Gemini um, to participate in agility versus Sin, who we didn't need to work hard to get her to participate. We just needed to get her to participate in not biting <laughs> Carrie and in um, complying with requests like stopping in a two-on-two-off. So when I met Carrie, she was running just the Iggies, the Italian Greyhounds. She had a couple of them, but she'd also, she's previously run Great Danes in agility. So Carrie has an extensive kind of breed experience. So to me, um, this, this builds a lot of her good dog training background. She has trained multiple different breeds to multiple high levels of the sport. She's very diligent um, in her work. She goes to good seminars. She does a lot of online classwork. She's a dedicated online student. Um, But I don't think she's ever had, she had ever had a dog that was as fast or as powerful as Synergy, which most of us will never have a dog as fast and powerful as Synergy in our lives. She is truly incredible. She's just one of those very, very special dogs that has raw speed in the sport, which is not something that I think we see um, super often. I think we definitely see cultivated speed. I think we definitely see almost displacement speed, like the dog is stressed or worried about the environment, and so they run really hard, but they don't necessarily pay attention to um, cues or what else is going on. But Sin has raw speed. She's extremely talented. Um, And I think it's really cool that she and Carrie are together because Carrie realized when she got Synergy that she was upgrading. She realized that this dog was a higher caliber than the other dogs that she's run before. Um, She didn't necessarily realize that when she bought her, although I do think it was part of the appeal. But she did something that not everybody does who upgrades, because I see this all the time in the sport of dog agility. Because everybody's terrified of having a slow dog, especially if they've had one before. And so as they get better at the sport and they get more involved in the sport, they decide that they're going to get a faster dog. And maybe that's a different breed, or maybe that's a different type of their current breed. And As I often say, you just have to have different driving skills. Um, If you're driving, you know, an imported sports car versus my (laughs) minivan. That was two cents from Ghost um, in the background. (laughs) She says that she's an imported sports car. Um, She absolutely is. You just have to have different driving skills. And that's not only handling skills, although that's a big part of the picture, But it's also training skills. Your training skills for these dogs also has to be better because they've got really big feelings about the reinforcers that we're using and they have really big feelings about the game we're playing. If they didn't have these big feelings, they wouldn't be giving us the speed that we're after. They wouldn't be giving us this raw speed that we're looking for. Um, 
And those big feelings also get us into trouble because when the dog hits a wall of, you know, expecting reinforcement but not receiving reinforcement, they then feel frustration and then you get these behaviors like spinning, barking, biting, etc. Certainly for Synergy, anytime she was confused, she'd just run at Carrie and bite her. And none of this is about, I want to hurt you. All of this was, I mean, in my opinion, we can't ask Synergy, so I guess we don't know for sure. But in my opinion, all of this was about just this unloading of frustration on the rapidly retreating object, Um, which of course she would. She's bred to chase things down, right? And um, so what's really cool about Carrie is that she decided to upgrade herself. She was 100% up to the task the entire time that I worked with her. And she has worked so hard on her dog training and her handling. She's a totally different handler now than she was when she first started training Sin. And because she's up to the task, she and Sin are having this really high level of success. You know, as well as the fact that Sin is, she's really pretty normal. She's got big feelings um she's definitely an intense dog but she doesn't have she didn't come to me with an array of behavior problems or a difficulty functioning in daily life sin always had a pretty easy time functioning in daily life and i'm going to tell you why that is right now number one exercise Carrie's dog, she lives on acreage, she lives in a rural community, her dogs get a ton of off-leash time. They get a lot of off-leash time in big open spaces. And I realize that I'm a broken record at this point, but if you have continued to shrug off this recommendation of mine because you're afraid or because you're not sure where you can go or whatever, I'm not going to say do it if you're afraid, but I am going to say that it will make a difference in your dog's behavior if you can find a way to do it that feels safe to you. Um, Sin didn't have behavioral issues. She has tons of time on that acreage. She also has, it's kind of punctuated with high intensity exercise, which is her coursing and racing work, which is something that a dog like Sin craves and requires and I think you guys know that so that's why this kind of chuck it ball epidemic is a thing people I went to the park today to walk my dogs and you know there's three people just throwing a chuck it for their dogs and nobody walking them in the big open space and what's interesting about that is I think guaranteed every single one of those people feels like that's better for their dog than just going on a leisurely walk And the answer is that their dog needs both. They need high intensity, all out running, but they also require just leisurely roaming around what I call a decompression walk, just sniffing, rolling and stuff, getting in the water, rooting through the woods. They need it. And Synergy has always had both. So she has always had a lot, a lot, a lot of time off leash on property to just roam around and be a dog. And she, um, ever since she was kind of physically mature enough to do so, has also always had some high-intensity exercise thrown in there, here and there. So not every day, um, but often enough to kind of keep her satiated. She 
Also is well cared for. Um, day, she always had daily training, access to toys. She can play with other dogs. She had a pretty good, pretty good life. Um, and she is fed a raw diet and um, has been fed a raw diet this whole time. So in my opinion, the four steps to behavioral wellness were being met here. The only one that's potentially lacking was the communication piece. So again, those four steps are going to be exercise, enrichment, communication, and nutrition. Nutrition being met. Enrichment being met. Exercise being met. Communication at home, probably good enough. We did need to improve some communication for Carrie in her training life with Synergy, and we did that. So we cleaned up her marker signals, really taught her how to use some nice uh, location-specific markers with Syn. We worked really, really hard on toy skills. Um, she took some good online online courses. Um, I encouraged her early on to take the toy skills courses with Fenzie Dog Sports Academy through um, with Shade Weitzel as the teacher. And so early, early on, she had some conflict-free, really nice toy skills with Synergy that she was able to use. And... So like I said, Carrie was already a good trainer. Sin needed her to be a great trainer and Carrie stepped up to the plate. So I'm going to give a brief overview of the stuff we're going to talk about in the next episode about Sin because I'm going to really go through her training plans. Um, we had to repair her contacts. So we taught her a two-on-two-off dog walk, a four-on teeter, and a running A-frame. And we use what I'm going to call functional reinforcement for each piece. Functional reinforcement's kind of a, you know, you don't need to say that. It's kind of um, saying more, like saying more better. <laughs> but what I mean by functional is just that it's sustainable. Um, it makes sense later on in the ring. Walking back and giving the dog a cookie into onto off position is not sustainable, does not make sense um, going forward into the ring. So two on two off dog walk with some functional reinforcement, the four on teeter with some functional reinforcement, and then we worked really hard on that running A-frame. Um, so we're going to talk about what the functional reinforcement strategies were for those and how we really put those to work. Sin has some nice contacts. And then we repaired her start line stay with some really interesting stuff that we did. Um, we, of course, kind of went back to basics and worked hard on just the basics of a stay in and of itself. We worked hard on that release cue because the release cue is such an important piece in the start line stay. We're going to talk about cue transfer science. So what cue transfer science is and how it wrecks our start lines because it does. Um, talked about kind of bridging the gap between trials and training. So how to make Carrie act in training more like she acts in trials. If you guys have ever had a pushy start line, you know that you get a little nervous on the start line because you're not sure what the dog is going to do. And you know that changes your behavior versus in training, you know, you have options. And so your behavior is not as varied and that's not helpful <laughs> to anybody. And then how often she's doing stays and trials are less. We actually did teach her a usable running start so that she wouldn't have to always ask Sin for a stay. Um, and we talked about realistic stays. What can Sin handle, especially for now, in the training process? 
for both the contacts and the start line stay, we did eventually implement exiting the ring um, as a punishment strategy for sin. That may come as a surprise to some of you, so we're really going to talk that out, and I'm actually going to do a bonus episode later on um, after this concludes to talk about it more in depth. But we did use that, and I am going to talk about that a little bit here. And then we really got serious on weave poles for her, um, helping her to understand that weave poles are a job to be completed independent of handler motion, and then again helping Carrie um, what does what should Carrie do when Sin pops out of the poles versus um, trying to get her to prevent the dog from popping out? That's all done in training. So again, don't change your trial behavior to try to prevent problems. Change your training behavior to try to prevent problems. And then what we did to help Sin not bite when she popped out of the poles. I am really happy to say that this one has a happy ending. Um, I just talked to Carrie today and we talked about how great Sin is doing. And I looked at some videos of the, from the trial that she was in last weekend and the dog looks phenomenal. And I'm really, really pleased with this entire case. So please stay tuned. Um, that's it for episode one, but join me next week and we'll go into episode two where we're going to get into the nitty gritty on some of those training plans. And don't forget to hop on Facebook. Thank you for listening to CogDog Radio. If you've got questions or suggestions, you can shoot them over to CogDogRadio at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. See you next time.